0: In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups those who create history with their stupidity and the Shit Show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. And welcome to this week's edition of Shit Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, podcast which tracks the very good intentions uh, of mice and men that uh, just end up so, so terribly to the point the wheels come off. Gus, it's great to be back uh, in your company this evening. Uh, I am Rig, of course, but it's great uh, to have you back.
1: Yeah, mate, fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, uh, and and also obviously I'm thanking myself for being here because it's been a uh, it's been a big week, and this is not Absolutely. our. Not our full-time jobs, so no. we're, we're really making this work around the rest of our lives that are really crumbling inwards.
0: They, they sure are. I wish, oh, <laughs> I've got to stop drinking not, while we're doing the show. We're not going back to fix that. We're not going back to fix that. We'll grab right. that in post. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So... What we're going to do is we are going to start off, you've got the segments this week, Gus, the first of which being the Trainwreck Trophy. So for those of you uh, who don't know, the Trainwreck Trophy is going to be given out each week. Uh, One person is going to find the top three Train wreck associated uh, articles through Google News, and then recite the best of them back to the listener uh, who will then pick that trophy for the best train wreck of the week, so Gus,
1: what do you got for us mate uh, very, very excited because it 's been a massive week in the news for the uh, mm. train wrecks that 's the first thing you said when you walked in the studio you I were did like, wow. This is just a buzzword that's on the tip of every journo's tongue.
0: Absolutely. You had a bevy
1: of flowers to pick from. It's perfect. And I have a bouquet. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to start off with none other than our uh, master and commander, uh, Malcolm Turnbull. Ah, okay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to play you a a little clip here. Uh, it is Malcolm Turnbull uh, talking to Gavin Cooper, who's a second rower for the North Queensland Cowboys. Okay. The wheels really do come off. Okay, right, here we go. We've just marked the trial line. You're going to, uh, <laughs> you'll be, uh, you know, uh, crossing and scoring that, you know? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, so he's he's really got, uh, he's got the dad thing uh, nailed. He's just like, he's
1: literally that Steve Buscemi meme. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> It's amazing because it's actually not until he started speaking that he realized that he's never actually seen a game of rugby league and has no <laughs> idea what the rules are. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, the he basically goes on in this uh, in this interview with with a rugby league player who to be fair their job is not to be uh, is not to be intelligent or particularly media trained. No, but
0: they're not the foremost thinkers of our generation.
1: But you'd think the PM is going to really take the reins as far as media training goes, absolutely, and, and not come up with uh, with weird stuff like uh, this. <laughs> Turnbull uh, follows up the blunder by telling Cooper that he was looking just terrific. <laughs> 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 to which the uh, to which the second rower uh, looked at the PM. Uh, shook his hand, kind of shaking his head, and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and and the title of this article is "Feast your eyes on the train wreck that is Malcolm Turnbull trying to talk sport." <laughs> that's great. I love fantastic. that. Fantastic. All right. So that's uh, that's the first one. It yep. is our PM. The second one is uh, is entitled "Broke train wreck." Charlie Sheen forced to sell his most prized possession. Okay, uh, which is a Babe Ruth autographed uh, baseball worth uh, worth two million bucks. Wow! Um, because he's hit absolute rock bottom. Uh, Jeez, so, how many levels down can it go? He, you'd think that rock bottom was a couple of years ago, but apparently yeah. he's uh, he's still descending through Dante's Inferno. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but yeah, so he's he's uh, a train wreck according to the news, and uh, is about to sell. Uh, I don't know how. Who's paying two million bucks for a baseball, mate? There are people out there. There, there, there was a story about a
0: Fabergé egg that, uh, that, that sold for like $1.2 million the other week.
1: Based on a valuation by Antique Roadshow, yeah. who have absolutely no accreditations yeah, to do exactly that. Yeah, exactly right. Um, all right, so that's the second one. There's Charlie Sheen, the man with tiger blood, who's yep. uh, selling a baseball because uh, he's hit absolute, absolute rock bottom. And, yep. the, and the third one, Donald Trump has come up. Uh, in passing, for a couple of a uh, couple of our train wreck trophies, yeah, he but has. we haven't done one about him yet. Yep, that's about to change Alrighty. tonight. Here we go. Uh, so he did an interview with uh, with AP. Um, yep, and it is so unbelievably batshit insane <laughs> that you. I pulled some pulled some grabs out of it. Yeah, okay. So uh, it's a it's like a fifty minute interview. Okay. Um, uh, so, the Republican Party has various groups, all great people. They're great people. But some are moderate, some are very conservative. The Democrats don't seem to have that nearly as much. You know, the Democrats have, they don't have that. The Republicans do have that, and I think that's fine.
0: What is that?
1: I don't even. Is that English? What is that? It's a four year old explaining that, politics. It literally sounds like uh, the kid who hasn't
0: done the book report has just stood <laughs> just up and waffling. just gone. Right. Uh, we're doing the. Uh, Old man in the sea. Okay, so there's this old man, mm. uh, and there's a, and, there's and a there's, lot, there's a lot of there's sea. a lot of water.
1: Okay, it's bigger than a lake, <laughs> but it, there's a lot of but it. There's a lot of it. Uh, another grab is is here where he describes the bigness of the government. What Trump? It's massive, and every agency is like bigger than any company. So you know, I really just see the bigness of it all, but also the responsibility mm. and the human responsibility. You know, the human life that's involved in the decisions. Uh, bigness, oh, really? It's not really a great thing to it's... hear from the most powerful man on the planet.
0: No, it isn't. It, it literally uh, sounds like a fantastic quote if it came from The Simpsons. Yeah, <clears throat> a noble spirit in Biggins the smallest man. Mate, I had perfectly to...
1: cromulent that word. <laughs> It's too messy. Uh, I had to check that this wasn't fake news, just so I didn't get caught up, because it all looks bullshit. Yeah. And then you watch. I watched the actual interview. It's (laughs) utterly insane. Uh, Okay. And the final part uh, is this, Trump. Okay. The one thing I've learned to do that I never thought I had the ability to do. I don't watch CNN anymore. Interviewer, you just said you did, Trump. (laughs) No, no. If if I'm passing, what did I just say? Interview it. You just said Trump. Where? Where? <laughs> interview it two minutes ago. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh dude, it, it, it would be it would
0: be amazing if it wasn't so utterly scary.
1: Oh god, and in the in the middle of discussing the North Korean problem, mm. uh, he <laughs> he goes uh, in the middle of a quote. By the way, I'd like you to solve the North Korean problem. doesn't work. So you have to have certain flexibility. Number one, number two, from the time I took office till now, you know, it's a very exact thing. It's not like general... Do you want a Coke or anything? <laughs> that, sorry, that's the that's that's, quote? That's the quote. <laughs> he just he literally mid just mid sentence mid... <laughs> cuts off to offer the interviewer a Coke. Uh, Anyway, so the, the drink, the yeah, the I assume the drink. Well, who knows? Is yep. a rich man. Yep, absolutely. And behind closed doors, not. Uh, <laughs> so the the headline here is the best parts of Trump's train wreck AP interview. So good. So those are the three. You've got uh, you've got two heads of state. First yep. time we've had that yeah. uh, on Trainwreck Trophy. Unique. So you have, you have Malcolm Turnbull, Big Mal. Uh, you have uh, the the second option, which is uh, Charlie Sheen, winning. The third one, which is the one and only uh, orange man that Mm. leads the most powerful nation on the planet, arguably at the moment, Donald Trump. Yep, Uh, before Kim Jong-un takes control. Absolutely. Um, What's your pick?
0: Wow, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, I, I know uh, Malcolm is unofficially Australia's dad, uh, but I don't think, and it is a train wreck, but I, I feel like nothing can stop the Trump train. It is just, it's well and
1: truly off the tracks. Yeah, get, get on board. Not yeah, because it's heading for absolute disaster. It is orient on the murder express. It's just it's so bad. Like
0: I have to give it to I have to give it to Trump,
1: and it's incredible that it's taken us this many shows to give it to. I mean, I know, but it's
0: but I mean you, you got to think it's like is it too easy because it's literally train wreck after train
1: wreck. In, in fact, I'll give you the stat. Six of the top ten train wreck uh, headlines in in the last week have been Trump. Uh, that does not surprise me at all. No, not they could all. It, it, have been it actually. Trump. I thought. The, I thought this segment was going to be one of the easiest, but it's hard to sift through all the Trump stuff. <laughs> well, it, it, US could have gone one, two, and three. Yeah, they Trump could have, could have gone one, two, and the three. Fu- yeah. The full podium of Trump. Jeez, all on the dais, <laughs> and they've all got their hands up. <laughs> It's the best. All right, there we go. Trump, he's on the board. How and good. he's not going to be the last time. Which
0: means uh, that it's time for our next segment, uh, Poohs in the News. <sighs> so it is, it is the, the lowest of the brows uh, in this particular segment. You've trawled, and I love this, you've trawled the internet uh, to find any articles, uh, and there seem to be a lot of them, where... People, uh, People's excrement have uh, been front-page news. What have you got for us this week?
1: I hate that you've actually made us do this segment. I know.
0: But... I love it, though. You can see the unadulterated glee in my eyes. It
1: really divides our listeners. It, d- uh, it divides us. <laughs> <laughs> directly in 50, I reckon that we are a, a, an exact reflection of our listeners. Uh, my wife has basically said... Uh, if you could just remove that segment, uh, then I'll keep listening, to which I said I'll lose rig. So I've got to choose between you and rig. And unfortunately, I choose rig. So I'm moving out pretty short.
0: Uh, see this uh, garage that we're
1: broadcasting from? You're living in. That's where now. I'm living. Yeah. That's, uh, these, aren't, these aren't soundproofing mattresses. That's an actual mattress <laughs> yeah, up against exactly. the wall.
0: You sleep upright leaning against the wall.
1: Just like that guy uh, from Poohs in the News a couple of eps ago who just (laughs) started up leaning against a wall and slowly, surreptitiously (laughs) took a dump on a house. Which my significant (laughs) other really loved. She (laughs) thought it was fantastic. It's the best. Props Mm. to live. All right, so uh, this Poohs in the News, the headline is, smartly dressed woman does massive poo in lift, then walks away as if nothing (laughs) happened. (laughs) I can't believe you don't like this. That is amazing. Oh, It's the greatest... Uh, and and look, gonna gonna have to uh, to show you another piece of footage. <laughs> okay. 一段监控視頻顯示,一位女子獨自上了電梯後,穿著衣服十分簡奧的樣子左右踱步,最後竟走到一旁蹲下身排便。如此請請 oh, 好,好,buffering. <laughs> so so let that, so that's far you can see that it is uh, it is clearly lift. With the Resident Evil music playing. <laughs>
0: it's it's a variant on the Halloween theme.
1: Oh, okay. The Dax are dead. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> How
0: bad do you... Have... She's obviously in, like, an apartment building or something. Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> and it's so big. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and she's out um yeah <laughs> <And> she's out <laughs> so so he, oh my god so now that you've seen it uh we're going to put this on the facebook uh, you can you can have a look at it uh, uh i I'm so conflicted about this segment <laughs> because there's half of me that's like, oh, look, this is incredible. Oh, the other half is like, what the fuck is happening? Um, anyway, it, so... it's, it's,
0: I can't believe it has like the Halloween theme behind it. It's, it literally it's, sounds it's... like a horror movie. And you don't know what that woman's saying in Chinese. <laughs> it could be like that, that could be China's version of in a world. And you're just like, Jesus.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so here's the first part uh, Rig. I just want to play you uh, the the opening theme uh, to uh, to Resident Evil.
0: <laughs> oh yeah!
1: I want you to double down and play the Halloween theme. Okay, here we go. We're going to find out whether uh, the the music behind. Uh, <laughs> The... Behind the Chinese woman shitting video. <laughs> All right, here we go. Which which was closer? Halloween theme, Michael Myers. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> oh my god! I think they might have actually ripped it. <laughs> <laughs> they just inverted it. <laughs> it's like a combination between that and the theme song to 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 catch a predator. <laughs> so what did you do in that lift? Oh my god. <laughs> um anyway, so uh the basically the news article reads uh this unbelievable footage from inside a lift shows the moment a smartly dressed woman does a giant poo. Uh, wearing a long skirt and high heels, the woman enters a lift and presses the floor she wants to go to. But seconds later, the woman who is carrying a designer white handbag starts crossing her legs and doing a dance. After desperately pressing the floor button again, she gives up and hitches up her skirt. Now, this, this, the only reason I'm reading this rig yeah. is because the fact that Anything ever has done a play-by-play of someone <laughs> shooting at <in> a lift <laughs> means the internet has g- jumped the shark, <laughs> and the internet's whole purpose is to jump the shark. Oh, I, know. I uh, know. She can then be seen squatting and doing her business while looking up, maybe to see if there's a camera watching. The woman then which stands up, which there was. Is. Yeah. The woman then stands up and straightens her clothes, walking to the front of the lift and ignoring the large pile of human waste behind <laughs> her. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, could you imagine
0: uh, if you are the journalist in charge of writing this, and you've just uh, you've finished this article for the day, and you've gone out, and uh, your parents are taking you out for dinner? Uh, they're they're they're, ha- they're happy of the of of the new job you've attained at uh, what is this publication? Uh,
1: the Mirror. The Mirror. God, <laughs>
0: the Mirror. Yeah, man. And uh, you're out to dinner, and uh, so what did you do today? What did you write about? Um. <laughs> You Smartly and Dad dressed. look well <laughs> you guys look great did mm. I mention that hors
1: d'oeuvres <laughs> horse d'oeuvre horses dovers <laughs> uh yeah anyway, so that is the uh, poo's the news this week and for anyone that's uh that's wanting to know uh the fashionista has still not been tracked down ah the uh the pooper is still at large <laughs> <laughs>
0: fugitive on the run Yeah. and we'll go on the run to our next segment now, which of course is. One Star Reservoir. Yes! The segment is the best. It's so good. Cue
1: music. Yeah! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star, one star reservoir. One
0: star- yes, that's right. It's One Star Reservoir. Now, Gus, you have, you've trawled the depths uh, of all the review sites um, all over the internet to find the uh, the worst... In brackets, best uh, rev- one star reviews that you can
1: find, mate. What what have you got for us this week? I've uh, so many to choose from. Uh, it's we could do a whole show just on this. I know, I know and, that uh, we've been getting a bit of feedback, uh, which I'm trying to take as positively as possible. Which is that should be the whole show. <laughs> Your wife is brutal. <laughs> she just does not give up, Katie. Seriously, <laughs> I have feelings too. try to do a thing, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're going to start off, as uh, as Rick said, troll the internet to find these uh, find these reviews. We started off going, uh, we'll figure out what part of the world they're from and whether they're a hotel or a restaurant, but uh, they're mostly hotels and they're mostly from the United Kingdom. So we've just ditched that part. <laughs> we've ditched that part, yeah. yeah great. Okay, so uh, so the first one, this is from the United Kingdom uh, and it is a hotel. Yes. It's, <laughs> it, it's entitled, and this is the first time that we've done a one-star reservoir uh, that has uh, a review and a response encapsulated yes. in the one, so it is a. Oh, I love this! It it, it is a doubler one star <laughs> reservoir. <laughs> okay, all right, or a boomerang one yeah. star reservoir. Yeah, it's entitled "Didn't Actually Stay" because dot dot dot. Okay, two stars, which goes against the grain, but you'll see what I mean in a second. Okay. Arrived at this hotel on the way out of Scotland in February, and when we arrived, we couldn't get in the place. After strolling around Calendar for an hour, it was finally open after 1pm. We were shown to our room by a friendly lady who told us we could have the four-poster room, but the TV had been stolen by the last guests and so had pretty much anything that was not nailed down. We were also told that despite booking a table beforehand, they did not do food in the winter on Tuesdays. (laughs)
0: so specific.
1: <laughs> anyway, the room we were showed to was on the top floor. As soon as we walked in, we both instantly regretted booking the place. The bed had a dip in the mattress supported by some wood on the floor. The toilet went flushed, made a sound akin to a Spitfire engine starting up, and overall it was very cramped. We both looked at each other, made our excuses, and left leaving behind the deposit, which on reflection was a wise move as we found a great hotel called Alnwick not far over the border. Here's the response. Okay. Just bear in mind, this guy owns the hotel. Yeah. I would like to apologize for the behavior (laughs) of my wife. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Under no circumstances should she have told you about the burglary that we experienced. It was a sensitive and personal issue that was none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) It was very thoughtful of you to share it with the two million customers of (laughs) TripAdvisor. So this guy started (laughs) So sassy. However, I'm happy that you found my wife friendly. I rarely see that side of her. (laughs) I will will pass on your compliments. Maybe that's why we earned two stars instead of one. (laughs) There it is. With reference to your comments about my lavatory... I have researched this issue and find that you are mistaken. I am concerned by your simile. I hope you don't really think that I've powered my toilet with a supercharged V12 Rolls-Royce <laughs> engine. I am all for depo- disposing of waste, but that would be going a little far. I think that you are maybe confusing Spitfires with something else. Spitfires, you will recall, were the saviors of our nation. And still to this day, when you, are he- when you hear the roar of the Merlin engine overhead, you know that all is right with the world. This is in 2012. <laughs> If you hear the roar of a spitfire in the UK in 2012, someone stole a plane. Yeah, someone's stolen something from the Museum of War History. (laughs) In fact, I would go so far as to say that most of our British guests would feel reassured if every time they (laughs) they spent a penny, its departure was greeted by the sounds and images associated with our brave warriors hurtling across the South Downs accompanied by sounds of 633 Squadron. However, we have to be sensitive, and whilst I'm sure our British guests would enjoy this patriotic experience, we also have a lot of visitors from the continent who may not feel so stirred by it. Uh In order to seek clarity, I suggest you go to YouTube and type in "Spitfire sounds." (laughs) There are a number of videos that show MK19 Spitfires in action. I think you'll agree they do not sound like my toilet. (laughs) Don't get me wrong; I'm not defending my toilet. It does it sure (laughs) sounds like it. It does not make a nice noise. But do you know, in all my puff. I've never heard a flushing toilet that made me lie back in bed, slip my weary fins behind my head and, and think, ah, nice. <laughs> Similarly, I've also never heard a toilet flush so horrific that it made me leap out of bed, dash to the old two-seater and not stop driving until I'd actually left the country in which the toilet was resident. <laughs> This seems a bit of an overreaction to me. If you disagree with anything that I've written, then I would only be too pleased to offer you lodgings once again, in brackets, not free of charge, mind you. <laughs> 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 and we can sit in the toilet together and thrash it out. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> If you chose what does that to, mean? if you chose to take me up in this kind offer, then please remember that it clearly states on our websites that check-in is from two p.m. and you might want to bring some sandwiches if the debate is going to stretch into the evening. <laughs> or maybe you would like it if we opened the restaurant just for you. Oh. Yours, Basil. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, dude. How many paragraphs was that Spitfire thing? Uh, the Spitfire thing started. Two paragraphs in, then went for one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs. Oh, my God. To be fair, that was basically just a description of the role of MK-19 Spitfires <laughs> in the war. In the war, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's, that's really
0: going to help with my report.
1: <laughs> that guy is so old. Oh, man. Just amazing. <laughs> okay. So that that's a, so that's the first one. That's the yep. UK. Um. The second one is uh is from uh the United States. Hey. Uh it's uh from New York City, which I'm surprised we haven't gone to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh the title is Bin Laden lives better in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> one star. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say this is the worst place I stayed in midtown New York City. I would rather stay at the Bates Motel and take my chances of being killed than stay here again. (laughs) An outlet did not work. The bathroom mold was thick. The faucet did not turn on. There was no sink. There was garbage under the bed. And we got a good room because we looked at four other rooms. (laughs) When I wrote to the Better Business Bureau, Hotel Carter's response are, we are a low-budget hotel in New York City. What do you expect? (laughs) That is a sassy New York response. That's the most New York response I think I've ever read. Oh man, so hey, so... I'm running a hotel here. <laughs> Alrighty, and uh, and the the final one uh, is again the UK, uh, 2010, entitled "I found a screw in my food." <laughs> I would advise to never go here. However hungry you are, however convenient it seems. The food is low quality and overpriced. I think they prey on tourists. (laughs) I had a terrible experience here with a jacket potato. How can you get a simple jacket wrong? I hear you ask. (laughs) Well, cook it earlier in the day and try to reheat it and see what you get. Although I sent it back discreetly and politely telling them it was cold and stone-like, I I received exactly the same in the same condition with very bad grace. At this point, my boyfriend had realised his burger was no GBK more pressed gristle (laughs) my next jacket came and I descended with enthusiasm crunch what was that oh a rusty screw of course (laughs) most of the patrons saw my horror and also left the staff still expected me to pay for our meals (laughs) which of course we didn't burger being abandoned and screw being chewed (laughs) Was
0: it in a question
1: mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was She was obviously trying to get the most nutrition out of the metal. Yeah. After S- an email... <laughs> full of iron, yeah. Ah, there we are. After an email to the company who owned this delightful establishment, we were offered a free meal there without drinks.
0: Without <laughs> <laughs> drinks,
1: I love it. Unless you like metal, rusty metal in your food, then avoid at all costs. <laughs> if the incident had been handled with finesse, then perhaps I would go back. But as it is, I value my insides. <laughs> I would never go back if I found a screw in my food. No. I know, awesome. that pe- I know
0: that people in hospitality try to make things right, but if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, absolutely not. No, There is no way in hell I'm going back
1: there. Dude, I found a screw <laughs> in my jacket potato.
0: No, that's fine. Come back and
1: we'll make it up to you. With another jacket potato <laughs> with a screw in it. We... I-, I also like that the first jacket potato screw. that was fucked, and I agree yeah. with her, you really shouldn't be able to, to screw that up. No, she's had the potato taken away yeah. and they've taken it into the kitchen and obviously been like just take it back to her and tell her it's a new one <laughs> <Yeah>. classic <laughs> sticking it oh. into the heat lamp for 15 seconds oh you want a new potato do you I hope you enjoy screw <laughs> <laughs> hey lady screw you yeah, there we are. <laughs> and that is the end of our one star reservoir for this week Boom! Awesome. Which uh, leads us into uh, the main segment, the uh, shit show spotlight, which mm. rig you are covering off for us this week. Uh,
0: well, we start our story with uh, a guy by the name of Thomas Austin. So Thomas is born in Somerset in England around 1815, and when he's approximately 16, he moves with his family to Hobart Town, Van Diemen's Land. Ah, or as, perfect. Or as we know it now, Hobart, Hobart. Van Diemen's Land. <laughs> he and his brother James, uh, they cross the Bass Strait and, and eventually settle in what we now call uh, Victoria, what was then called the Port Phillip District. Mexico, <laughs> Mexico, which is what we call Mexico, yeah, uh, working as, as pastoralists, so sheep and, and cattle farmers.
1: Yeah, uh, so, I, 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 assume, I assume that. That was a uh, that was some kind of uh, pasteurizer
0: yeah well, pastoralist is literally just an Australian term uh, perfect as, as Google taught me earlier today, uh, so Austin owns a twenty nine thousand hectare estra- uh, hectare estate called Barwon Park, uh, which he uses for sheep and horse training, and look he's enjoying life down south and what he really misses is is the thrill of the hunt he was an avid hunter in England yep uh, and you know, but a new Australia doesn't provide the wildlife for him to kind of get his rocks off. Okay. Really?
1: Because it seems like I know. I know, the I know. It seems like that has in Australia, of,
0: wildlife. I feel like in Australia, of all places where literally everything can kill you, uh, how is that not better game than uh,
1: pheasants? Yeah, he's got twenty nine hectare. He could he could murder an entire
0: town on that property, and no one would ever find him. E- exactly right, uh, but. According to him, it's, it's just not the same as back in merry old England. No. Someone's got to really fear for their life for him to get his rocks off. Yeah. So uh, he solves this problem by writing to his nephew, William, in England okay. uh, in 1959 and asking him to send over a bunch of animals, uh, which you could totally do at the time. There's no quarantine laws. No. Uh, this is just it's ship li- It's literally the Wild West, yep. or as we were probably referred to, the Wild South. <laughs> oh, uh, as they called the it deep then. South. <laughs> just yeah. The South. Just the South. So he, his order is, uh, in, in which I assume is like when you, when you call in a, an Italian pizza restaurant. This is the uh, time to
1: do the voice, if yeah. there's any
0: a time. <laughs> give me a... <laughs> Send oh, me two me of everything. No, oh, go ahead, do oh, <laughs> No, so uh, his, uh, his order is, is thus. A few sparrows, five hares, 72 partridges, and here's where our story takes a real turn. 12 grey rabbits.
1: Okay, so all I'm thinking is that he's gone really partridge-heavy here.
0: That's what you think now, but it's a red herring. Now, William is off to bloody what I assume is Noah's Ark to fetch all these goddamn animals. (laughs) Uh, and He quits his job. He gets
1: on a ship. This entire
0: expedition I l- I takes about five and years. And who knows? I don't know how old this kid was. Like, he could have been 15. Is like, well, son, get me a... God damn it. But he's, he's, he's no, saying... he was he, he was, he's, he's he was, eight. He name, so, was marrying so, age. He's like, yeah, he's literally like, William, do be a lamb and fetch me 12,000 animals that can be sent to the colonies. Like, it's like... And, and he's just like, okay, uncle. And he's <laughs> like walking around, showing your shoes. I don't know. Anyway, I, I went through too many. But... He, he throws through that order and, and William's off to find these animals and he, he finds he doesn't have enough grey rabbits for the order. So he just says, stuff it. I'll just chuck some domestic rabbits in there anyway. I'm sure it's all the same thing. Oh, shit. I don't uh, know where this is going. Go. Now, th- that, that fact will come in handy later. Uh, so Thomas Austin at the time uh, wrote about the venture... The introduction of a few rabbits could do little harm and might provide a touch of home.
1: That's horse shit. In we adi- know
0: historically this goes really badly. In addition to a spot of hunting. Fuck. How this, wrong... This is, this is how it started? How wrong he was. <laughs> oh, in what God. has been termed since as one of the worst ecological disasters ever recorded in the world, <sighs> the rabbits, and I'm almost certain this is where the phrase came from, fucked like rabbits. <laughs> they start to multiply... Until there is a staggering number of them. So staggering that after seven years, Austin had killed 14,000 on his property alone. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, his property's the size of Hobart. So staggering that within 10 years of being introduced, two million rabbits could be shot or trapped annually and have no effect on the population. <laughs> so staggering... That with all these rabbits munching away, three native bird species die and 23 out of 26 native tree species die. So staggering that at the time <laughs> it was the fastest spread ever recorded of any mammal anywhere in the world and is still up there on the all time list.
1: Well, the phrase doesn't lie. It's. To, to, be, to be fair, have you ever had a pet rabbit? No. Mate, I had that was basically uh, my parents' way of uh, of going. Well, you can't have a dog because we don't have the room. But uh, mm. but here's, have Mister Fluffles. His, his, his rabbits. They quickly realised that having a male and a female rabbit is really bad. Then, but it's like this ongoing cycle. Like mm. had a male and female rabbit when we were younger. They mated, produced mm-hmm. many smaller rabbits, which yep. gave uh, gave all of them away. Yeah, uh, except for the. Uh, one that we that we kept and kept yep. it in a different cage. Yep. They both they both got out once, and all of a sudden, pregnant with to her son. It's like oh. it's just like rabbits have absolutely no discerning factor. No, no the, they don't. The the incest that we frown upon is just to them another warm body. <laughs> they go all right, but hey, we are talking about Van Diemen's Land anyway. Yep. Uh,
0: <laughs> Rabbits become a become a pest uh, well into and after Austin's lifetime. And this is largely because of old mate William tossing whatever rabbit species into the bag, the burlap sack that he was using to collect his 72 partridges. Yeah, he's the Waltz Matilda uh, of rabbits. He, yeah, uh, for his uncle back in England. So scientists figured that the reason rabbits succeeded as a pest was because they were interbred with each other and thus found it easier yes. to adapt to harsher Australian
1: conditions. Telling you, I've seen this firsthand. Mm. Not the actual copulation, but the result...
0: Okay. Uh so, so cheers for that, William Austin. Uh by nineteen forty there are eight hundred million rabbits. What? It, uh, yeah, actually, no. Not
1: not what? Totally. I thought mm. it might be more. No. That's
0: eight hundred million rabbits, all of which are descended from the ones Austin brought over. <laughs> I want to
1: make the point that uh so so he's brought over ten? He's brought over uh two dozen. Okay. So so brings In over 20, so, 24 rabbits. Yeah. How shit is this guy as a hunter? Be, yeah. Because because he's, he William brings over the rabbits. Yep. Uh and then they've only been brought over uh so old mate can kill them. Yep. So d- does he run this Hunger Games style and he just lets them out?
0: I think he just let, he literally let them out of the bag. So, uh, so he, and, he, and he was just like Oh, oh darn <laughs> the uh, the musket uh, has to be reloaded too quickly like, I, don't I can only fire six shots a day <laughs> can, with this thing zone. Oh, when I get you back rabbit and he's like putting the bloody gunpowder in the musket uh, so yeah I, I, I don't know how, how he's dealing with this but uh, nothing works in terms of curbing the, the population control. Uh, shooting doesn't stop them. Trapping doesn't stop them. Fences don't stop them. But the tide turns in 1950, a man by the name of Frank Fenner deliberately releases a virus into the rabbit population called oh, myxomatosis. Yeah. So it manifests itself as myxomatosis in these rabbits, and it brings the population down from 600 million to around 100 million. Yeah. Seems all well and good until you realise what happens to any population infected with a disease. Yeah. Resistance. Mm-hmm. So mutations... From that, uh, render the disease ineffective and the population spikes again yep. to 300 million in 1995. And that's how we
1: got kangaroos. Mm. <laughs> I
0: don't think you know where this is going. Uh, the CSIRO got involved in the 90s. Uh, they developed Khaleesi virus because they got onto Game of Thrones oh, before the rest oh, of yeah. us. Uh, and they did that at Warding Island off the South Australian coast. It actually escaped. Uh, the virus. Yeah, I've uh, seen
1: Mission Impossible 2.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Uh, some some weird Greenpeace activists uh, came in from the ceiling, Ethan Hunt style. Uh, but they're very though,
1: under-resourced, so they didn't escape with anything. No, they but, shot.
0: yeah, they, they reckon it actually escaped prematurely via insects uh, that feed on the rabbits, so mosquitoes and the like. Well, that's, that's how it's spread now. Yeah, and so the results have claimed to reduce rabbit numbers to 10 to 15% of, of the original numbers. But given the extremely high number, uh, that I said before it was like 600 million? 800. Uh, who the hell knows what that even means? It's like what ten percent is still thirty. They still outnumber people. Like yeah. there is still a lot of them there.
1: Yeah, it, uh, but that's fair. I mean, mm. how many how many rabbits does it take to cause an uprising? Like there is, they'd ha- they'd have to have. We're we're, we're we're soon to find out. I'll tell you what. I reckon it would take in some kind of mech warrior uh, style uprising. It would take. Thirty billion rabbits uh, to uh to, <laughs> to start... completely
0: uh, overtake human society. Well,
1: it, like you've, I mean, the rabbits. So you probably need fifty rabbits to make one rabbit warrior. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they they probably still lose in that scenario, but they it'd be competitive.
0: It'd be, it would be. It would yeah. be a coin flip. It's, it's it's again. It's one of those. Uh, would you fight one giant-sized rabbit or thirty million, yeah, uh, thirty billion rabbits? <laughs> would you rather rather fight one, rabbit-sized rabbits?
1: One twenty-year-old one or twenty-one-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, And 21-year-olds. And and so here we are. Uh, We're 150-odd years later. Rabbits have decimated large parts of the ecosystem. They've made native species of flora and fauna extinct, and uh, and they've cost the Australian government an estimated $600 million.
1: In the science and nature budget.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So (laughs) that's that's 150 years of budget. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And all that is owed to Thomas Austin, who yearned for a touch of home... And a spot of hunting.
1: Ah, the best! Mm, and but that's the, the shit show spotlight for this week. The worst, and it's just one absolute dick lord who's decided that he wanted to hunt. But but that's it. If, it if always, you're one of the isn't first Isn't that people, always the way it starts, Yeah, though. Yeah, it's just over overprivileged motherfuckers uh, who decide that that's what they want to do. Mm.
0: That is it for us uh, this week on Shitshow. Feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page or you can give us an email at shitshow.au at gmail.com. But until next time, it's bye from me, Rig,
1: And from me, Gus. Thanks, guys. Bye.
0: (laughs) I'm <laughs>